THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Now with the kids, Joe, you had a week. I'm I'm assuming. I guess. I mean, shit. You know, it's the first week oh, of January, it. so it's slow. You know, it's super slow. Uh, go to Fast Custom Shirts and place an order, so it won't be so slow. But yeah, I'm here like at the end of the week recording this podcast. Fuck yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a fucking another week for sure. Oh yeah, another one. Uh, bit of a lag mm-hmm. here. Actually, there's not. I mean, I can't. Yeah, we sure do. And anything, but you know, that's cool. Yep, not really, but we'll do what we have to do. I'm sure it's gonna be a. I'm sure, it's gonna be another great one. Oh, I don't know, Joe. It was another goddamn week. <laughs> I can't tell if you're frozen or if you're just not moving, Tom. No, I'm I'm still here. All right. But this yep. fucking delay is goddamn pissing me off. It's pissing Tom off. Well, I mean, I can try doing this shit from my phone, I suppose. But I don't think the the problem's here, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is, and I'm not starting a whole new fucking thing. Okay. This is is what we got. All right, Tom, what'd you watch then? Does it even matter, Joe? (laughs) No, it fucking doesn't. 
I watched a movie called Winter Beast. Have you heard of it? Yeah, didn't you watch this like three months ago and talk about it? No, I'm sure that was something else. That might have been their snow escape. Might have been. That might have been the one with the killer snowman. This was one from many, many moons ago. It was released in a uh, vinegar syndrome set of, uh, I don't know, fucking garbage. I guess you would call it, it being vinegar syndrome and all. Uh, homegrown horrors. Mm-hmm. That was, it was a homegrown horrors, volume one. And uh, I seen this movie, part of it. Oh, I don't know. Let's say 15-ish years ago, Alamo Draft House used to cut up like uh, three movies. And uh, they would just condense it to all the good parts. And then there were a couple of puppets that would uh, talk over, not talk over, but introduce and talk between the movies and all that. It was it was pretty fun, but. I don't know what fu- what with I can't speak, but I don't know what the fuck happened to the Alamo Draft House because it definitely ain't the same shit that it used to be. That's for goddamn sure. But uh, yeah, Winter Beast. I I guess. Uh what's this one about? Uh, a homosexual gentleman conjures up some Native American demons or spirits and some shit and then uh they run amok on this uh I, I can't remember where it is maybe very very upstate new york it uh uh very snowy almost canada i guess but uh all these monsters are like really i don't want to say poorly done because they put a lot of time and effort into it but uh it's not the greatest of stop motion. It's funny to see, and you'll get a good chuckle out of it. And that's uh, that and the villain of the movie. That's really the two uh, reasons to watch this shit. It's, uh, I liked it. It's fun, but uh, you got to be in the mood for some fucking, for some bullshit. Because it is very, very <laughs> uh, entertaining animation. And... Uh, the uh, villain is a stereotype, for sure. Uh, for you, I don't know. For people out there, I don't give a fuck. What did you watch, Joe? And no, I didn't watch any of the special features or anything like that. I watched The Great Texas Dynamite Chase. And this is about two women, Tom, that are just fed up. You know, they're tired of the bullshit in the 70s. And uh, so they start robbing banks with dynamite. They walk in, light a stick of dynamite. Give me all your money or, you know, we're all going to blow up. And they give them money. Then they go and, like, meet some dudes and fuck the dudes. And they go rob another bank. And the cops chase them. And that's it. That's a series of uh, events that happen in this movie. And it's, uh, you know, car chases and they're, you know driving all around California because it's obviously not Texas because we don't have mountains in Texas, you know, and they're cruising around and you see mountains and shit in the background. But uh, I guess it's just one of these movies, you know, one of these grindhouse movies, as they call them, that they made in the 70s that were just kind of like, hey, let's show 
some scantily clad ladies that will show their tits on occasion and have some, you know, goofy fun making fun of yokels and stuff. But uh, it's okay. It's all right. Would recommend for a one watch. It's also known as Dynamite Women. I didn't watch any of the extra features or anything because I didn't buy the fucking DVD. It's understandable. You know, nowadays, some of the streaming options come with extra features. I did not know that, nor would I watch them anyway, because I usually could give a shit about, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Joe, I watched a movie uh, called Chopper. It's sort of a biopic, but in the beginning it says, Oi, mate, this definitely ain't no fucking biopic prick. And I said, all right. It's uh, about this Australian gentle fellow named Chopper. I forget his fucking real name. Even Chopper though Reed. I just... Chopper Reed. Michael, maybe? Is that it? Maybe. Yeah, Bartholomew. Maybe. Bartholomew fucking Chopper. Mm-hmm. He's uh, an Australian bloke that... Uh, he committed some crimes, yeah. A little murdering, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, a little stabbing, sure. Uh yeah, it was it was all right. It stars Hulk. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Uh I was expecting this one to be pretty fucking good, but it was just whatever. It just uh starts out with old Chopper in jail. And uh, his gang is turning on him because he wants to fuck up all the other gangs. So uh, they stab the shit out of him. He survives. And in order to get out of prison, he cuts his own ears off to fucking say, oh, I'm crazy or some shit, mate. Let me fucking out of here. I'm unfit. And then he gets out and fucking he does drugs and kills motherfuckers and goes right back into jail. Ah. I don't know. They were talking about this shit on the Lieutenant Jangles commentary. So I was just like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a shot. See what it's about. It was whatever. Uh, There was a documentary, too. I was going to watch that, but, I mean, the movie didn't really stick with me or leave any kind of lasting thing that I'd have to go and watch that, so... I mean, whatever, from what Guy was saying, like he was he was cleaning up the streets, mate. But, you know, it, it fucking is what it is. So I watched this one back in the Hollywood video days, Tom. You remember those? You know, I, go and we'll get to that. Well, I rented this one because I'd heard about this chopper bloke or mate or whatever, because he'd written or a cigarette, books, you know, a book saying what a badass he was in prison. But those books were not published in the United States. They were just published in Australia and maybe Britain. So not easy to get a hold of. But this movie came out. And I thought, well, shit, I'll watch the movie. Don't need to read the books then, mate. And uh, I remember not being impressed by it. <laughs> thinking it was uh, pretty fucking nothing. You know, nothing really of note that I really gave a shit. Thought it was shot poorly. Uh, lit weirdly, if I remember yeah. correctly, like orange hues and shit. Uh, a lot of warm colors. Even the green is fucking, they use that a lot. And it feels very warm. 
yeah, uh, did not like it. And after watching that, I thought, you know what? I really don't want to read this guy's books. You know, I don't like this glorification of uh, crazy guys in prison, like uh, that other one, the Bronson movie. Like everybody, oh, that's fucking great. Tom Hardy's. I watched that. That was shit too. You know, and yeah, not Charles Bronson. That would. Yeah, that is his name, Charles Bronson, but not, not the real yeah, Charles not. Bronson. You know, so it's probably the real Charles Bronson because Charles Bronson ain't Charles Bronson's real fucking name. So you know, but he made it his name, Tom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chopper, fuck that movie. Yeah, wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't the worst piece of shit I've ever seen, but it was Nothing just a I'd whole lot of nothing. And glad I rented it and did not buy it, even if it was four for 20 bucks or whatever I used to get them for. Well, speaking of movies that were four for 20 or 25 bucks at Hollywood Video, Joe, I watched The Rage. Can you see that Hollywood Video sticker? I see that. Right there. That's uh, one, of your buddies, get... one of your uh, idols, right? That directed that one? One of the idols. Oh, Robert Kurtzman. Kurtzman, yeah. I mean, he was all right. I mean, they did, K&B did some good stuff for sure. I'm not shitting on him or anything like that, but I was always a Crognali or fucking Bartalos guy, but I mean, they worked for them too, so what the fuck. But uh, yeah, The Rage, I was going to watch this uh, last week to kind of compare and contrast with the old Wishmaster, because as you said, this is a Kurtzman-directed joint. Could be this first one since Wishmaster. Don't remember. Not sure. Didn't care enough to look it up. And uh, he is reunited with, uh, what's his nuts? Andrew Devoth. Uh, yeah, man, I used to really like this one. Hey, welcome to this segment. Is this DVD going to fucking stay in the collection or not? <laughs> if you think of a name, let me know. But, uh, yeah, man, it's... Uh, this Russian guy, he's injecting motherfuckers with fucking, I guess, reanimator shit, and they're turning into, like, mad zombies, and I don't mean mad like they're crazy. I mean mad like they're pissed off. That's why it's called The Rage. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not that great. All the effects are kind of stylized. CGI is really bad. Uh, acting's pretty bad. This was like a I guess a mainstream movie for old Misty Monday. She used her real name in here, Erica Brown or Aaron Brown. I guess I can look at the fucking thing. Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown. There you go. Uh, Stick to doing the other shit, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Old Regman shows up for a minute. His name's Uncle Ben. I had a good laugh at that the mask they have him in when he gets eaten by the vultures oh yeah that's part of this movie too so the fucking angry zombies break out of the lair or whatever and then fucking it dies and then the vultures come down and eat it so now there's zombie fucking vultures and shit i don't know man i really liked this one back in the day thought it was fucking cool but the acting's bad. The effects are very stylized. Some of them are okay, but I mean, if you don't like the look of their sculpture work and their colors and all of that, then it's a whole lot of that. 
uh, and mushroom heads in it. So there's a lot of shit going <laughs> against this movie that just wasn't for me. Uh, you know, it sounds like I'm going to say, hey, come and buy it for two bucks at the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films, Valentine's Day Market. But, I mean, there's enough effects stuff on here for reference and the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll just, if I ever need to go to it for anything, I'll have it there. Because that's what a lot of these fucking DVDs and Blu-rays and shit are for me. It's like, you know, back in the day, motherfuckers would have all these books and shit that they'd pull reference from. Well, I mean, in my field, I get the fucking movies and shit. So I go back and scrub them or look at the bonus features and see what information or pictures and shit like that I can use. So it's not just me watching movies. I actually fucking take this shit for reference materials and all that kind of shit. And it has some of it for sure, but uh, it's just uh, real stylized, which is nothing wrong with that if you like that kind of style. I think it's okay. It's just all the makeups just kind of look the fucking same, which I guess that's the point. But I don't know, man. Just watch fucking Planet Terror for real. (laughs) It doesn't have the fucking vultures and shit in it, but it's bubbly fucking zombies that are fucking mad or whatever. So just go with Planet Terror. That would be my recommendation. I did think of selling it, though. But uh, on eBay, it's only going for a couple bucks. So I'm just like, ah, might be able to pull reference from it at some time. So I never saw that one. You know, I yeah. saw, saw Carrie 2, The Rage, but I never saw The Rage. But I walked it, out of theaters was, in that one. It was definitely one that you would see at Hollywood Video that I could have bought at one point or another. Maybe if it had a better cover, you know, <laughs> I picked it up. But yeah, there's yeah, not it's... much to that. You know, once you just see text and that's what they're selling it on, I could give a fuck. You know, a list of the people that are in it. That's, uh, yeah, like we talked about with Wishmaster, you know, once you're just like pushing the people that are in it, then that means the movie's probably not worth a fuck. <laughs> I mean, probably not for you, but anybody else, excuse me anybody else out there has never seen it it's worth a watch it's uh not awful oh no this is definitely not for you i just remember dude it's like ah it has like that trail effect a lot where they kind of slow it down but speed it up and then you see all the tracers of the same fucking image like moving all weird yeah camera work is fucking not good and the editing is very choppy and fast. Like the camera works a lot of handheld flu. So yeah, you will definitely hate <laughs> this movie by just the look of it alone. I'm glad I remembered that because I should, you know, if I gave a fuck, I would take notes about these movies, but that's not really what this show is fucking about. Might help, but suck a dick. There's yeah. other shit for that motherfucker. Uh, Plenty. Mi- of other shit for that, <laughs> you know. Maybe people, watch it, but they're not fucking films, you know, people or anything. They're not students or directors, or they're just assholes like us that think they know a <laughs> shitload about movies. You know, you know as much about movies as the next guy, you pretentious fuck. But anyway, but you took days to write your script and right? read your <laughs> script and all that. So yeah, to each their own. 
I would just rather fucking talk and hope and someone will listen doing. and maybe buy and, something. Yeah, and then have good segments like this where we decide, hey, are we keeping this DVD or not? Like this one. <laughs> Hollywood Land. I saw this one in the theater, Tom. This is the somewhat true-to-life story about George Reeves, who played Superman in the TV show, and uh, he killed himself. Or did he? Was he murdered? I don't know. Adrian Brody is on the case, and he's going to find out. Or maybe not. Maybe he's just out to collect a buck. Uh, this movie's about shitty people. Like, everyone in it is, uh, is a piece of shit. And... And it's pretty good. You know, I liked it just as much this time watching it. Uh, I think they could like could have done without a lot of the Adrian Brody shit, you know, with his, you know, they're looking at his family life and what a mess it is. And that's not what the movie's really about, or at least not what it should be about. So they should scratch that. But uh, Ben Affleck, who is usually just mediocre, he's really fucking good in this. Guess if you give him something to do, something like, hey, there's actual a story behind this, Ben. You know, it's not just you being, I don't know, Jack Ryan or being like some prick in a, in a fucking uh, Kevin Smith movie. Uh, or you know, Batman. Yeah, or Batman. Yeah, yeah, something that's just dumb as fuck. Uh, you actually, you know, got something to work with here, and he does a good job. Uh, there's a bunch of other people you recognize in here. Bob Hoskins. Uh, Mario, yeah, oh Mario himself <laughs> is in it, but uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna keep this one because for now, anyway, it's not streaming anywhere. So, mm. so yeah, I'm gonna hold on to it for a bit because I liked it just as much. Maybe I'll want to watch it again at some point. You know, get kind of depressed. I'm like, man, or maybe it's like, hey, their lives are worse than mine. Well, are they? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe just as bad. Hmm. But yeah, it's staying in the collection. Oh, fuck. fuck my Joe, <laughs> I watched a fucking instant classic early instant. this morning. It's like mashed potatoes? Yes. I mean, how much fucking difference in price is there between fucking instant mashed potatoes and a goddamn potato? Thinking about it now, I would think the actual potato would be cheaper than the goddamn box or packet of instant mashed potatoes. So, uh, no, Joe, not at all. Uh, I woke up, I don't know, about one in the one in the clock, about <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, from a nightmare. I was just like, "Oh shit!" And then I remembered, "Oh shit!" Actually, actually living that nightmare. There's there's no escape. You fuck. Was your uh, mind all right? It's on you, Tom. Can't remember any of the words. My mind's playing tricks on me. And then I think fucking Cottonmouth Kings might have done a fucking 
Probably. There for, hey, speaking of covers, hailstorm, go jump in a lake. <laughs> I never, ever want to hear them sing a Dio song ever, ever again. Oh, Holy that's right. That they're on that tribute album. Yeah. Straight through the toilet. That's what I like, say. That's who you got for this fucking album? Hailstorm? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. They must have been signed to the label or something. Yeah, I guess. Uh, to be fair, Joe, none of those bands on there I really cared for. So, to each their own. What the fuck was an instant classic? So, I was just like, oh, you know, I can't sleep just thinking about misery. So, I'm going to start working on the old taxes. Not oh. a joke. If you see my fucking Facebook <laughs> shit, beginning of the year, you got to get those taxes done. Because not yeah. only you got to get the year shit, but you got to do your quarterly estimates yes. and all that. So, Fuck. Yeah, at least I don't have a few thousand dollars that I don't have that I'm going to send a check off to in the mail tomorrow. And then I'll get my uh, state taxes paid when... We're done with this, and I just hope you guys out there will find it in your heart to go to dwnproductions.net. I got a, about a week of work ahead of me, and that's only because I started a personal sculpture. If I didn't, it'd be like, oh, I got about three days of work ahead of me. So uh, head on over to dwnproductions.net. If you... If you want something cool made, let me know. Just keep in mind, if you hit me up and you say, hey, man, I want this, and I want it to look exactly like it does in the movie, I'm going to say, oh, I'm probably not the guy for you then. <laughs> Have you not seen my stuff and how it's very stylized? Maybe maybe you're talking to the wrong gentle fellow. Or somebody will see something somebody else done. And they're just like, hey, man, can you make this or paint it like this? It's like, no, go to them. That's who you want to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everybody has their own fucking styles. Don't come to me fucking wanting me to do other people's shit. I get that Jeez, a lot. Louise. I mean, I appreciate you thinking of me, but mm -hmm. they're, they're the ones that do it. Right. They, if I wanted to do that shit, I would yeah. do it. But for real, thank you. I appreciate it. Not talking shit or anything like that. But I don't think a lot of non-artists or I guess that would, yeah, because it's an art thing. I guess a lot of non-artists wouldn't think of it in that way. Probably just think oh, arts and arts and arts and art. Do it, you fuck. You robotic mm -hmm. fuck. <laughs> we'll get to that. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that's just not how things work. But uh, so, yeah. I finished printing out all the uh, all the quarterly pages for all the tax stuff. Got that in order. And then I was like, all right, well, it's about four o'clock in the morning now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to watch a movie. What's what's on the old. So I spend about, oh, I don't know, 40 minutes going through all the streaming platforms only to go back to Tubi, Joe. <laughs> we know anything about Tubi. It's market quality. They've got it. Yep. Chances yeah. are they've got it. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, I watched what became an instant classic in uh, what I would, I wouldn't say that, but it's like the only 
thing. I would say entertainingly bad. Most people would say the so bad it's good movies. But uh, this became an instant classic in that genre. And that would be Tiffany the Doll. Have you ever heard of this, Joe? I have not. So uh, a lady makes a line of uh, sex dolls. Spoiler alert. They start killing motherfuckers. So this is a very... Yep. (laughs) So uh, this is a very, you know, just the money out of my pocket backyard movie. And uh, they don't have the money for, uh, you know, to make dolls or anything. So it's just a bunch of people standing still like that. But they're still blinking and moving around a little bit. It's hard to stand still. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, mm, Masterpiece, Joe. (laughs) Fucking masterpiece. Like, uh at least 60% of this movie takes place in a sex shop. Like it starts out where like all the customers come and watch a demonstration of this new sex doll. And, uh, God damn, I can't recognize, I recognize, recommend this enough. Uh, I wasn't drinking anything. Like I said, I was just four o'clock in the morning wanting to watch a movie, just get my mind off of shit. And I giggled 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 the whole way through don't get it don't get it fucked up this is a technically terrible awful awful movie but that shit you'll be laughed dude these cuts are like so hard and cutting to nothing <laughs> so good uh i was thinking man if this had some nudity or just like an attempt at some gore it would really be fucking Mm, but you know what? It probably wouldn't. I think this movie is perfect the way it is. It's garbage. Okay. <laughs> I have to say that because I'm hyping it up and I'm going to tell everybody to watch this motherfucker. Just know it's a garbage ass movie made for pennies, but it is so fucking entertaining. I would say, Joe, definitely watch it. Uh, if I can find, if they make a DVD, I look, this is a fucking Maverick thing. Can you believe they're still around putting shit out? Holy fuck. But, uh, yeah, if I can find a DVD or if they even put it out on DVD, uh, this is, this is a new classic for a bad movie nights, uh, getting drunk and watching bullshit or whatever, dude, it's, it's good. It's. And this is, uh, I think it was South Carolina. So everybody talking like this, bro. Fucking masterpiece. (laughs) Even the ladies, even the ladies are talking like that, Joe. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah, you're going to get in that pussy now. Fucking excellent. Would highly recommend. If only I seen this last year, it would have beat out Marcel the Shell and Clerks 3 and became the movie of the year. It is that damn entertaining. But again, you have to know that you're getting in to a fucking no-budget garbage-ass movie. But fuck, dude, you'll, you'll love it. I guarantee, Joe, I guarantee. 
So uh, come back next week where we both giggle at fucking <laughs> the whole time. I was just doing that because it was such bullshit. <laughs> and the way it ended, I was just because I, you know, the screen goes black before the credits go up and I'm just sitting here like watching it on the computer. <laughs> that was my face. It was Amazing, Joe. Amazing and terrific. An achievement in cinema. Fuck. Can't can't recommend it enough. Please, everybody watch Tiffany the Dow. Oh, fuck. And fuck, dude. I'm a big fat guy, so I'm not trying to body shame or anything. But, like, on the cover of the fucking, the poster art, I guess, the movie art, because it doesn't have a cover or whatever, it shows, like, the main fuck doll, and her fucking tits are, like, CGI'd or Photoshopped, so they're, like, all plump and pushed together. But in it, it looks like, so. you know, when you fucking, you pull an air compressor when you're done with the air, and it just lets all the fucking air out, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck would highly recommend there's everything this movie has everything except technical skill and quality and nudity and gore you yes but fuck man Mm. fuck well tom i've uh been continuing to go through this set to see if it's gonna remain in the collection so i watched the movie i hadn't seen well i hadn't seen any of these except for the first one that we talked last year last week but uh invaders from mars which is a remake and i've never seen the original and i've never seen this one too but everybody tells me everybody like it when i always say well what the fuck else is to hooper done toby hooper that is that's worth a fuck They'll say Invaders from Mars is really good. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> it is not good. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's got some cool looking shit in it. The creatures in it are are really good. Uh, had they had a little bit more money, they would have been fantastic. You know, but they're good. Uh, this is about a little kid that uh, he's out with his dad watching a meteor shower. And in the middle of the night, like he sees something else go on. Like there's a fucking big ass spaceship that's landing behind uh, some hills in his house, you know, and like tells his dad, Hey, I don't know. There was a UFO. His dad goes to check it out and his dad comes back, but it comes back different. He's acting different, Tom. And he's got this like mark on the back of his neck. So the kid figures out pretty soon fucking aliens Aliens are taking over, and they are, Tom. They're taking over the school. They're taking over the parents, and it's up to him to expose these aliens. Him and the fucking nurse at the school are going to expose these aliens. The nurse is played by the kid's real-life mom, Karen Black, who is just an odd woman altogether. She's just odd, you know. She's just like odd looking, odd acting. Uh, just well, let me ask you this, Joe: Is she cross-eyed or not? Yeah, I would say she's cross-eyed. 
Um, it changes. Um, Louise Fletcher is in it. She was, you know, was popular as Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Outstanding performance there. If you just take that performance, because you watch everything else that she's in, it's like, oh, that's all she can do. You know, if she can play that role and nothing else, because I've never seen her in anything else that she's good in. Uh, she's in this movie. She was in the last one, uh, Strange Invaders. And uh, not good. Not good. Anyway, the kid, like, manages to convince the military there's aliens here. So the military goes into the spaceship and, like, sees the little fucking aliens, big aliens, you know, big round aliens with two legs walking around and other legs that aren't functional. They're flapping around behind them. Uh, but still pretty cool-looking creatures. Uh, they got the one little fucking creature that runs them all, Tom. That like uh, <laughs> he's the the main creature and uh, <clears throat> brain esque. Yeah, he has uh, been ripped off many occasion. I guess maybe that he was ripped off from some other source. I don't know, but he looks pretty cool. But the movie's not good. The movie's <laughs> just kind of meh, you know. So I gotta say, Toby Hooper. You're not you're not all that great, man. Uh, I know you did some porn, and I, I haven't seen that. You know, maybe I'll watch uh, the Firecracker Lady or whatever that one's called that you did. But uh, yeah, eating alive, eh? You know, some of the other shit he did that I can't remember right now. Poltergeist, he didn't even do. Uh, <laughs> I don't care for Funhouse. Yeah. Um, Life Force is good because that chick has really great tits, but, you know. <laughs> Funhouse I dig, but, I mean, all in all, the guy really doesn't impress me with his uh, with his catalog of work, if you want to be all fancy and shit about it, you know. Yeah, Invaders from Mars, not for me, folks. <laughs> well, I thought it was fun, uh... Again, kind of in a so bad, it's good way. Half the time I was trying to think of, you know, are they trying to uh, act like they're in a bad 50s movie and shit? Some of them are. Some of them are just bad actors. I don't think uh, Karen Black is as bad as she is in this movie. I just think she's trying to make her son feel better. About his fucking terrible ass acting, you know, just being a good mother. Uh, I was cracking up when uh, the kid was at the table with his dad, and his dad was just downing the hot ass coffee, and it would just keep cutting back to the kid, like, <laughs> and just mugging for the fucking camera with all these stupid fucking reaction shots. That was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, if you like to laugh at bad acting and shit, definitely watch it. I thought there was more creatures in this shit. I didn't think there were just two fucking big whale motherfuckers in a brain, but really, that's all there is. I watched the last time I watched this is when that uh, Scream Factory disc came out. So, I mean, it's been a few years, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But watching it back now, it's just like, huh, not as good as I remember, but, uh, well, Still like, fun. Going through a lot of these movies, I'm glad I didn't like upgrade a lot of shit. You know, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't like, get the Blu-ray from this when it came out. You know, hey, I've never seen that. Let me go ahead and get the Blu-ray. 
Nah, fuck it. I have it on DVD. I'll watch that eventually. Yeah. Yeah, the creatures, the three that there are, look pretty good. I mean, really two, but there's two of the same fucking creature. You know, and the sets uh, that they made for the, you know, the little hallways that they're running through in the spaceship. Not better know. than Wishmaster. Yeah, looks good. Um, but as a movie, as a whole, I do not like it. I don't care for it. I was, <laughs> I was getting bored, getting bored with it. I want to mention the set, too, like in the back of their house, how they have that, like, classic Americana 50s hill with mm. the wooden fence and then the matte painting in the back. I yeah. thought that looked pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, it's not as not as good as I remember. Still worth a watch if you've seen it. And, again, it's staying in there just for the reference and all that shit. Not sure yeah. when I would and, watch it again. but And the good things about this movie, Toby Hooper has nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, at least he made Chainsaw too. He did. Enjoy Chainsaw Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> or hell, I don't know. Probably nothing. Chainsaw nothing. If I would have to guess. Yeah, I think that's all I got, Joe. I watched a few more, Tom. I watched uh, Mary Shelley. And this is a movie about Mary Shelley, the chick that wrote Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Um, This movie is just about how shitty it is to be a woman and uh like how nobody's gonna respect you you know everybody's gonna lie to you uh they just want to fuck you and uh and i'm glad i'm not a woman tom um it's it's a good movie uh it is uh it's set up to look like a period romance but it's not because nothing good happens you know the romance is uh it's just there you know it's shitty and then it's just like, well, fuck, this is what it is. You know, let's make this work somehow. Uh, so <laughs> realistic on that end. But uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch if you're into uh, the Frankenstein novel. This will give you a little little insight. After that, I watched uh, another one from this thing, almost done with it, The Invisible Invaders, which you would think would be a public domainer and that it would be streaming everywhere. But it's not. I had to actually pop in the disc for this one and watch it. And uh, luckily, it's only like 67 minutes long. And I'd say about 30 minutes of that is stock footage with a voiceover. And then the aliens made the volcano blow up. And they made this building fall down. You know, stock footage of a building falling down. Stock footage of people running through the streets. You know, stock footage of... uh, a plane crashing. The aliens made a plane crash, Tom. But when the plane crashes, there's like an X, you know, so it was one of those planned crashes that, you know, they do to test. It's uh, aliens, Tom. Invisible aliens. You know, so there's another thing. They didn't have to make a suit or anything because they're fucking invisible, you see, and people can be fighting with them, you know, and they're invisible. You know, uh, this movie sucks. This is like just one of these bad schlock movies from the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, Would not recommend one more to watch on this set. 
And I can almost guarantee you this thing is going into the for sale uh, deal. This next, next movie next week will be a journey to the seventh planet. Already sounds like a piece of shit. So, yeah. Uh, not something good... stuck out in that little di diatribe there. So do you, if you have the fucking disc, you still look to see if it's streaming somewhere? Yeah, I did. So, is that like a normal thing? Oh, I don't want to walk up and put the fucking disc in. Let me see if it's streaming somewhere first. Well, because I already had a disc in there. I already had the Millennium thing. And, you know, I don't want to take that it out. Show? Yeah, the show. I've been watching the Millennium show on season two, Tom. About to start episode 13 uh, on that season two. But Lance anyway. Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. And, uh, who was the other guy? Terry O'Quinn. Uh, always quality actor, Mr. O'Quinn. Uh, he was a stepfather, you know. So anyway, last night I watched uh, one that you put over pretty hard, and that's The Menu. You know, this is about uh, an exclusive restaurant. It's, you know, it's like 1,200, you know, a dining experience and uh, which like, i mean is kind of fucking reasonable all things considered what you're getting yeah I, it's uh, a lot of money don't get it fucked up <laughs> but i mean for but what Tom you're getting that's what he's saying <laughs> no i wouldn't the way that i fucking hate restaurants you can go jump in a goddamn fucking lake so rich people they go on a boat they go to a private island and that's where the restaurant is everything's grown on the island the cooks and all that. And the sous They're chef, all grown all on the island. They all they live on the island. And, you know, it's like they're, they're fed a four-course meal and a dessert. But uh, but this time, Tom, this time shit's going crazy there. Like this, this fucking chef has had enough of this world. And he's fucking going out. And he's taking everybody out with him. He's got some points to make along the way. Uh, it's a good movie. I don't think it would have made my top ten. It did. It wouldn't have made my top ten, but it, it is really good. It would have uh, been an honorable mention. Uh, it says a lot of shit about uh, about art, about fucking uh, losing passion for what you do, and that fucking hit me. You know, that's like, man, I fucking feel this guy. I want to be there and die with them right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking definitely related to a lot of what he was saying when it came to that. It's like, man, it's like a lot of the work that I do, I'm just doing for fucking money because I have to, especially in the last few years where a lot of what I'm doing is just to stay in business, to keep the fucking doors open. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, was kind of hard to fucking hear. So I appreciated that. It, uh, it made me feel like shit. And if a movie can make me feel something, it's a fucking good movie. I think it will hit a lot of other people in a bunch of different ways because it uh, it reflects on a lot of things on life that uh, that you make concessions for. Um, good movie. I dug it. All the performances were really good. Yeah, I like the part where uh, old dude came out like one of his assistants She's like, hey, buddy, you like what you do? Oh, fuck. You know mm -hmm. you're never going to be as good as me, right? Yep, I know. So what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yep. 
just blows his fucking head off. Yeah, that was that was good shit. Uh, him talking to old John Leguizamo about his shitty ass fucking movie sat through on his only goddamn day off story of my fucking life. <laughs> Except yesterday, man. Shout out to Tiffany and the fucking or the Tiffany the doll, whatever the fuck I just said it was. But uh, yeah, this was fucking. This was a uh, good shit. Uh yeah, it's it's been a minute since I watched it. I'm gonna rewatch it again on the seventeenth because that's when it hits the old Blu-ray. But uh stay tuned for that garbage ass review. <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking good shit, especially if you're a fucking artist and shit. Yeah. It's uh definitely worth watching because you know, it makes you think about okay, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing it for and why? Why? Mm -hmm. And like I've said in the past, it's like now it's like, well, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. I'm fucking fifty. I'm fucking fifty. You know what am I gonna do? You know, go work. It's not just that. It's just how much. Like this is what I always think about. It's fucking. uh, So ever since I started this, uh, let's see. I consider when I was in college is when I started DWN because unlike pretty much everybody there, I was making shit with the materials there and selling it. You know what I'm saying? So even when I was there, I was fucking hustling, making shit and just trying to bring in fucking money I could. And where, okay. So when I got out, I was just, I think I was like 20. I was just like, all right, pretty young starting at this, starting my own business. I got a, I got a good, good foot in the door. I got a long time to fucking, you know, do this shit and get it right here. We are 18 years later, still in the fucking same place, <laughs> doing the same goddamn shit. Now it's just like, realistically, this is all I fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not getting a job making or directing or writing or doing effects for some kind of visual shit, it's just the fucking masks and making props and shit like that's all i know you motherfuckers hear the way i fucking talk there's no way i'm gonna fucking you know what i'm saying interact with people because it's just gonna come out the words are just gonna come out so uh yeah man like i think about that shit all the time it's just like all right well what the fuck are you gonna do (laughs) what the fuck nothing and then you're just like oh i just wasted fucking 20 years of my goddamn life because you know I didn't go out and fucking do shit. I was just always in the shop, you know, just fucking working, working, trying to build the craft and shit. No fucking glory days of fucking and sucking, going out, fucking partying and all that shit. None of it. Just in the shop, fucking working and working. And now I look back on it now. It's just like, oh, when the fuck am I going to (laughs) die? Yeah, so you... Before I started this, you know, before I, I had the t-shirt business, I had a real job. You know, I had I was making good money and I was good at my job. I was really fucking good. But I got tired of working people with people that were not good at their job or people that did not give a fuck about their job, you know, and it was an important job. And they could give a shit. They were there to collect a paycheck. And you know, people above me that had a, a higher position. They were fucking dumb, you know, so I got tired of that and I can't go back to that. I can't 
have some dumbass tell me what to do if I fucking know better. You know, if they do know what they're doing, they're passionate about it, then okay. You know, if I can learn from them, great. But there's not going to be many instances where that's where that's going to be the deal. You know, I, I'm, I guess as much as I bitch about it, I'm happier by myself in the shop. You know, I'm very fortunate that I had somebody like Juan walk in that gives a fuck about work. You know, that, that you know, it's not there just to do a job, but to do a good job. And that's a rarity, man. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the menu, it just fucking made me... It, it fucking hit me, man. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a shit I think about, but then to hear it verbalized like that is is really, yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel bad. <laughs> so what we're trying to say is the menu would recommend. Uh huh. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and this was uh directed by the dude who made Ali G in the hood. So, I mean, strange little side note there. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. If you wondered why it was a little funny, huh? there you go. Yeah, it's fucking, it's good shit, man. Uh, Then I watched a movie called uh, The Gangster, The Cop, The Devil. This is a Korean action flick, and most of the time Korean action flicks are pretty good. Uh, this one has uh, Don Lee, who is a big star in Korean action movies, and it's just okay. It's about a cop and a mobster that join forces to hunt down a serial killers, and it's just it doesn't have the type of action uh, that I'm used to from Korean flicks. Uh, it's more like a Hollywood movie, and no surprise, they're fucking uh, remaking it for Hollywood, so... People will hear about it then, and it'll probably do gangbusters, you know, because that's the kind of shit people like. I was pretty disappointed in it. Then I saw one that you watched last week and told me to watch, and uh, I rented it, you know. Didn't go to whole Hollywood, but uh, rented it from old Apple or whatever. And, that's and they said, are you sure you want to watch this? <laughs> Tyrannosaur, Tom. Tyrannosaur. Oh, which is, it's about my big fat wife now. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a British movie directed by Patty Considine, who is an incredible actor, and he proves himself to be a competent director, too, in this woefully depressing movie. Uh, Miserable as fuck. Yeah. It's about a guy that's just fucking that hates life. You know, he hates his own life. So much so that he beats the fuck out of his dog in the opening scene. He's drunk, pissed off, leaves a bar, mad at everybody in there, takes it out on his dog. And uh, kills his dog, so automatically you don't like the fucker. Uh, and he does nothing in the course of the movie that makes you change that. You know, It's just not one of those movies to where, oh, this guy's going to find redemption. He's going to become a better person. Uh, he meets a lady that works at a little thrift store. And uh, she's like, well, I'll pray for you. And you think, yeah, this is it. This guy and this lady, they're going to connect and it's be a good old time by the end. Now her life's even more fucked up than his. Uh, she's in a abusive relationship. Her husband is a well-respected Christian dude and he just, you know, beats the shit out of her from time to time. 
rapes her. Husband or her husband's a weird looking fuck. He and looks like British. one of those puppets from like James and the Giant Peach or some yeah. shit. Yeah. He's a weird looking motherfucker. But he's British, so you know that's to be expected. Um, but I mean, like it looks like his parents were drinking or some shit. <laughs> like yeah. something's off. Um. <laughs> I can't recommend this movie. It, it is like Tom said last week, the acting is spot on and the lead guy and the lead lady, they're both in a lot of British movies. You see them a lot and uh, they're both really, really good actors and uh, they kick ass in this movie, but, but don't watch it. I mean, fuck, you know, if I wanted misery or whatever, I would have had somebody follow me around with the camera for a couple <laughs> of days and I'd rewatch that shit. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. It's well done, well directed, well acted, but I can't recommend it. There, There is one good laugh, though, where fucking the uh, husband, he's just like, hey, come on, love. Let me get some of that pussy hole now, yeah? She's like, no, you can't have any. He's like, well, I guess I'll just have a wank. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Anytime the British say wanker, wanker, I'll laugh. Because <laughs> it's silly, you see. <laughs> it is. It is. There are silly peoples. Um, yeah. And, and then he kills another dog at the end. Spoiler alert. Instead of just killing the fucking guy that was fucking mistreating that dog and teaching it to be a piece of shit, he kills the dog. That was fucking dumb, you know. That was, yeah, it was dumb. But I didn't like. I didn't really have any sympathy for the dog, or like, oh, he killed the dog, or anything, just because of how horrible the first one was. <laughs> it's not like he's gonna make it any worse than fucking him just belting his dog in the fucking liver and then walking home with it dying and shit. So <sighs> miserable as fuck. Great acting. Uh, fuck. Goddamn slice of life. <laughs> Rather have a slice of pie, Joe. That sounds good, actually. Pizza or cherry? Apple. Oh, sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Cherry pie is just fucking a bunch of cherries and fucking glop. <laughs> cherries and glop. <laughs> Yeah, so what's the apple one? Just apples and clop. Better clop. <laughs> Tasty clop. So you're one of those gentle fellows who get excited when you open your TV dinner and see that there's the little slop of apple and cinnamon. Man, I haven't had a TV dinner in a long time. I think that, it's you know, probably that good. good. So maybe your life isn't going as bad as you think, Joe. Maybe. I'll pick up a kid's cuisine this week. All right, Tom. Let's get to the fucking bare bones of this episode. I remember uh, this one coming up quite a few times, and I'd say, Joe, it's not that good. And you'll say, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, the guy whose lawyer goes fucks himself. It's pretty good. What is that? What like are you it. talking about, Tom? This is a Wishmaster 2. Evil never dies. Okay, let me preface our discussion of this movie by saying there is always 
a drop in quality to be expected with the sequel. Okay, sequels chainsaw too. Sequels are are cash grabs. Okay, we had some success with the first one. Let's make some more money. Let's fucking crank this shit out and get it there. But this one goes beyond that drop in quality. This is like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> not only is Kurtzman not back to direct, couldn't even get him to do the makeup. Mm-mm. So this movie starts with a, with a couple, boyfriend, it girlfriend. It starts out with a clown going like this and laughing into the camera for some reason. And then we find out why. <laughs> they are, uh, they're breaking into a museum. And as they're doing so, they break a statue and it has the ruby in there. And I'm guessing that this is a totally different gin because he'd already fucking found the ruby inside this other statue, right? So what, what happened? They fucking. No, I it think it's the time. same statue. But remember, he said, Oh, I wish old Joe Pilato wasn't drinking. So I okay. guess maybe Freddy Krueger donated that to yeah, the museum. Yeah. Okay. All right, that makes sense. But what does Unfortunately, okay, maybe hopefully you're going to say what I was going to say. Is uh you know, the, the they get the guy gets shot by the security guy. They shoot the security guy and then uh the gin like fucking coils and shit pop out from the from the ruby and the gin starts coming out of the wall and he's a baby gin again he's like a cute little fucking squirmy baby gin and i think he should have stayed like that throughout the whole movie i think it would have been a better movie had he just been like that like a little weird like fucking creature but he's not uh but anyway it's again you know make a wish but we got to say how uh you know i fucking watch this when the uh blu-ray came out the vestron video or whatever and uh that was when we talked about it. it's like yeah it's still pretty good you know it, it it sucks but it's it went down a little bit and uh this time i note holy hell the makeup looks nothing like it did in the first one like the anatomy of it and the colors and everything it is it is just not the th- same one i thought in the next two that it took like the big dive. I thought the big thing was just the tattoo on his head and looking a little different. Mm-hmm. It looks drastically different. And Andrew Devoff is back playing the same guy with his face, even though that shit was taken back in the last movie and he never cut that fucking guy's face off or whatever. So why the fuck does he look like that? Why right. did they? get yeah. another actor so the, the first wish he grants is to this kid that uh that robbed the the place and he wishes he'd never been born so done and uh you know he regresses he's like a little baby and then he fucking just disappears well remember right there, how that looked with that shaking and shit yeah. and there, that's how a lot of the rage was okay um Fuck. So with that, you know, with this guy never having been born, like the first one, like you said, so they never dropped the statue because that guy wasn't drunk. They would have never broke into the fucking museum. So this invalidates this whole movie. This whole movie wouldn't have happened just by granting that first wish. So the whole movie is fucking stupid 
from this point on. I mean, it was already stupid with those first five minutes, but the rest of it is like, I can't forgive that. I can't forgive those, those fucking time anomalies or whatever. But anyway, the movie goes on and the cops show up to arrest the, <laughs> the Wishmaster, Andrew Divoff. So we've got Andrew Divoff in prison for the first half of the movie. Uh, they did spend a little bit of money on this flick because you've got uh, a very little bit. You got Tiny Lister, Robert Lasardo. Yeah, I don't know if those are names you say. Oh, they spent some and money. Bokeem Woodbine. So at least eight hundred bucks of their budget is gone with these three guys. Seven fifty to old Bokeem. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and like it's, no fucking disrespect or anything to Robert Lasardo, but. You see so many movies come out nowadays where he's the big name. And it's maybe because I'm not a Mexican guy. You are, Joe. Is that a is that a selling point for your independent movie? Nope. That's okay. a that's not a draw. I mean, like I said, I mean that's not when I see shit like that, that's a movie I don't want to watch immediately. You know? <laughs> but uh, I don't think anybody i know is like oh fuck yeah robert osardo let's watch that it's just because he's in a lot of stuff but he's in a lot of stuff because he works cheap i'm assuming i Um, never hired him (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's just a series of him granting wishes in prison and then uh this one chick that was part of the the bank heist or the museum heist She's dreaming of the Wishmaster because she's the one that's got to grant or ask for those wish- wishes so he can uh, take over the world and get all the souls and all this shit that was established in the first movie. Um, this Let's chick talk never, about her for a second. She never takes her clothes <laughs> off. That's, that's the most <laughs> important thing about her. She is she's a very stereotypical counterculture girl of the time. This is just like, if you want to see what these goofy bitches look like in 1999, this is it. This, the dress in it, well, before she turns into an evangelical or whatever, but. Right. Before she becomes pure part. Yeah. This is like fucking Hot Topic Gadzook's first fucking employee since she was fucking, they don't pay much. She was working at both part time. And holy shit, this is. I don't know if nostalgia is the word, but it is a blast from the past. Holy shit. Weird. Just fucking weird. And then her fucking weird underwear that she had with those fucking blue colors and shit. It's just like, (laughs) that is fucking 1999 in a nutshell. Just right there. Just that fucking underwear. Crazy, man. Fuck 1999. She's got a priest friend that wants to fuck her, and that's a weird... Uh, and that's weird, because she's not 20. fucking a seven-year-old boy. So what <laughs> the fuck? Um, that's where I was taken out of the movie. I'm just like, there's no way this priest is wanting to have sex with a lady of legal age. I don't believe it. She probably has a penis, and she's probably 12. <laughs> Okay, so like like we said, like she's a goth girl, and then somewhere along the line, they establish more rules. Like he's got to be the wish master can only be fucking defeated by somebody pure of heart. So she gets rid of her goth clothes and goth look, 
and cuts off her finger. Her pinky. I don't, her don't pinky. make it seem like it's an important one. All right. So <laughs> what was the purpose of that? Did they mention it or did she just do it? Because like I mean, she was used to cutting herself and shit. She just wanted to feel something, Joe. Okay, so there was nothing in the script that, you know, mentioned, oh, you got to be pure of heart with one pinky only. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, that was fucking weird. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, so the Wishmaster keeps coming to her and tell her, fulfill the prophecy. Uh, Andrew Divoff's teeth are weird as shit. If those are his teeth, you know, they're straight as fuck that, you know, they're, you know, but they're weird. They're just like sticking out like the whole time. Every every look at him, it's just weird fucking teeth. Yeah, I think he was just mugging and doing whatever the fuck he wanted because he knew this uh, I fucked up. <laughs> I should have said no to this one. <laughs> so I think he was just ham-assing it up, doing whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> so other than that, this time we've got a magic spell that you got to say for the wish master to get thrown back into his, uh, <laughs> into his little Ruby or whatever. And it's uh nips, sugar rock, Bokeem. That's what you got to say. And you got to keep saying that and weird shit, man. <laughs> weird shit. Uh, I didn't like it. I've got that two disc set one and two. And uh, I think the first movie is still okay, but no, nah, I'm not holding on to this either. You know, uh, <laughs> it's not dude, this i don't know this might have been the hardest a movie has fell off in fucking <laughs> as long as we've been covering these fucking series and shit like i'm trying to think of one that fell fucking harder than this and i don't know dog it sucks dick <laughs> it's, it's a rough movie <laughs> Like it's funny to laugh at and all that shit, but god damn, what the fuck was happening? We didn't even talk about the fucking Russians and shit. Like he fucking breaks out because he makes a deal with the fucking Russian mob and <laughs> they should have the got Yakov Smirnov for that role. <laughs> that would have been fucking you know, at least added some some humor to Joe. It. This might come as a surprise. But I don't think the producers of Wishmaster 2 <laughs> had Branson money. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yep. I wish I had his head. That was funny. <sighs> I laughed at that. Almost uh, <laughs> the, the whole go fuck himself, I wish he'd go fuck himself scene wasn't as funny this time around. No, because uh, it's anatomically inaccurate. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they would. Maybe they just show his, like, dick growing and going into his butt or something. But I think everybody that watches that it. starts thinking, yeah, how would that work? <laughs> yeah. And fucking the dude is just like, oh, I want to walk through these bars. Like, the gore and shit was cool, him getting pushed through. But uh, it should have been like more Resident Evil, where he like walks through the bars, takes a couple steps, and then he just falls apart in like the shape of the fucking cutouts of the bar and shit. Because he did say he wanted to walk through the bars, not get fucking pushed out through one of the fucking openings and just be a pile of fucking nutsack on the ground. So maybe the script could have been reworked to be worded a little better. Yeah. Uh, there's a big, I guess, the climax scene 
in the casino where everybody's, you know, the casino is going crazy and everybody's getting killed by like flying playing cards or the roulette wheel starts rolling around and, and chopping people up. And uh, for the most part, that looks all like shit and it's just a big mess, you know, and I did not like it. <laughs> Like you know, I, I haven't been to many casinos, but I don't think they're that brightly lit or that they buy those rustic cutout letters from Hobby Lobby that spell out casino. Casino? I think there might be some kind of branding or something. And, you know, I think I think most casinos have more than two walls that they keep trying to <laughs> shoot around. Hmm. Yeah, this fell off hard as fuck, and that sucks because the next two are just complete fucking dog shit. Have you ever seen them? I think I've seen three. I don't know that I've ever seen four. So um, fucking bad. Yeah, I'm not going to bother looking for them. They're stream. They're all on Tubi. If you guys listening, watching, uh, have any interest in seeing these, but I would not recommend this one. But if uh, if you have nostalgia for that this movie and you want it crushed, go ahead and give it a watch. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think three is in my collection somewhere, but I'm not going to bother looking. Uh, when I come across it, okay, I'll pull it out and probably throw, toss it in the box for sale. <laughs> but uh, I can almost guarantee because two was so bad, I, I don't see anything uh, improving as <laughs> they go on. Uh, my recommendation for this would be if you've never seen it and you're doing a bad movie night, perfect. Other than that, uh, if you like the movie and haven't watched it in a while, don't rewatch it. Just enjoy those fucking memories you've had. Because, uh. Mm. Fulfill the mm-hmm. prophecy. I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not. <sighs> it gets really bad. The next two get so fucking bad, Joe. Uh, and I've been watching these with my mom. I really don't want to put her through this shit. Like, oh, I really man. fucking don't, yeah. It's funny. Like, we were watching it and just, like, being a jackass when it was over. It's like, yeah, that was pretty good, right? No. No, it wasn't. No. No, it wasn't. So... It just fell off. It's not like that fucking first one was even a goddamn masterpiece. Like, it was fun. It had some good shit in it, but... Yeah. God damn, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Like, if somebody out there can think of a franchise that, like, fell that fucking hard, let me know. I mean, there's shit like Scarecrow and then Scarecrow Gone Wild and shit but the first one fucking sucked. So it's not like you can pick something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Candyman, maybe? We'll have to rewatch those. No, nah, man. I don't remember. I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> I'm not going to. We got pick next them. pick in a couple of weeks. So let's see oh, where you go. Fuck. I hope I'm going to pick something good. That's what I hope. I don't know. I mean, part of this movie's uh part of this show is not about watching good movies. Yeah, no, I get it, but <laughs> fuck. Well, speaking of shit that's not good, Tom. 
giant size Spider-Man. Hold on. I have to go grab my makeup kit. Okay. All right, Tom. Jesus Christ. Giant size Spider-Man. The giant size book, as we mentioned earlier, is a uh, it's a team up book. It's uh, they they've teamed Spider-Man up with unlikely characters each time, and uh, this time it's the Punisher. And you would think this would be a bigger book because this was earlier in in the Punisher's uh, history in Marvel. But I'd never heard of this one. I'd never seen this cover before. Um, but uh, Conway does establish a lot of shit with, uh, with Punisher, including his journal that he talks, uh, he narrates the stories with. Uh, him rolling around in a van full of uh, bullshit weapons and everything. Um, it's a, this is a really weird story. It's, it's, you got people kidnapping chicks and just kidnapping people in general to take them to an Island to do what we don't fucking know what they're doing out there, but testing the, gas on them. Okay. <laughs> testing right. gas on them. Yeah. Old Moses Magnum who, uh, is drawn to look kind of like Sherman Helmsley from the Jeffersons. This is our villain. This is our big baddie. Uh, it looks like fucking Sherman Helsley if he had a predator helmet fucking implanted under his skin because that motherfucking thing goes back like a triceratops. Or he does shit. later on in the other panels. There's no consistency in the way he's drawn. Uh, he's got like a regular head at first and then all of a sudden, like Tom said, he's like elongated back like he's drawn like an alien or, or some sort. Um, but, you know... Even with the Punisher in this, Punisher does kill one guy at the beginning, which is shoots him right in the fucking head. Yeah, uncharacteristic <laughs> for Marvel. And Spider-Man doesn't even make a big deal about it. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll still hang out with this dude. I'll still, you know, go on this mission with him. Uh undercover. Spider-Man goes undercover because he's unmasked and he looks totally different. And you know why? Because like... the Punisher went to uh, the Tom Savini school of, of makeups and arts and learned how to do applications and molds and stuff and made Spider-Man's look completely different, Tom. I'm sure you got a gave thrill. him a little makeup kit. Yeah, I'm sure you got a thrill out of that. It you know? was fucking <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? It's like none of the fucking ah, uh, I mean, the sweat alone from being underneath that fucking mask would at least made the nose or the chin fall off. Not to mention, you know, one is this early Mm seventies. So it was probably some cream based makeup. No, it'd be smeared all on the inside of the mask and shit. Fuck. Uh, But as to be expected in the last few pages, they stopped the guy by, He's holding like some gas canister on top of his head, and the Punisher shoots it. It melts on him, and uh, he just melts away and dies. And yeah, Spider-Man's is is an accessory to murder <laughs> at this point, but it's at a in another country, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, odd, odd issue. Not good. Again, not good. Uh, the seventies Spider-Man's are ending up just as bad as the ones we've read in the last decade, the 60s. uh, We're going to get to a good issue at some point, Tom, but this one isn't it. This one is a double-sized piece of shit. (laughs) And then it uh, has a reprint from another giant size with Doctor Strange. 
You know what? And he's going out of the country and doesn't bother to call his Aunt May, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, That's all right. She was probably in the hospital with another ailment. Probably, but still, you know? I mean, he blows that shit off, but at some point, she's not going to, you know, survive, and he's going to wish for one more day, you know? Fuck. But he's taking advantage of it right now. But anyway, anyway. We got another list. At least they're short now. They are short, especially since I don't do fucking uh, honorable mentions. That's what I thought, so I didn't do honorable mentions either, Joe. You hear right. it here, folks. It's just five and we're done. Yeah. What is this one? To make sure I didn't fuck it up. Oh, I mean, I probably fucked it up, so it doesn't matter. Things we are surprised by. Ah, surprised by. Okay. Pleasantly surprised by, right? What do you mean she has a pussy? <laughs> well, that's good. That's a relief. Uh, at number five, I've got the novels by Robert McMammon, who is a, a he was big in the 80s, but horror novels were all over the place. But his covers just kind of looked odd, and I never wanted to pick his shit up. <laughs> Finally, I did. I read one of his books and like, shit, this guy's pretty good. Read another one of his books like, god damn, this guy's consistently good. So I was surprised and uh, it was like nobody really talked about the dude at the time, you know, and and like I'll talk to people now and they'll be like, yeah, I read that. I loved it. You know, it's like, well, why didn't you talk about it then? You know, nobody else was. Were you embarrassed that you were reading it? You know? It took me a while to pick up, but I was pleasantly surprised when I did, Tom. Robert McMahon, I think he still writes, but again, I don't pick up his shit. <laughs> Fucking prick. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, my number one is, fuck, my number five. Fuck the rest of them, yeah. <laughs> number one. My number five is the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films. Joe, uh, Houston isn't a good market <laughs> for nope. stuff like this. Never really has. And uh, especially when somebody hits you up out of the blue and says, hey, do you want to do my first year show that nobody's ever heard of? Not really. But holy shit. They busted their ass through fucking COVID and all that mm -hmm. and fucking put on an excellent, not one, but two main shows and then a whole bunch of pop-up shows. It was surprising as fuck, and they should all be commended for their good work. And that's yeah. just not really any Houston shows in general, but a lot of motherfuckers are like, hey, it's my first show. You want to come down? Nope. Man, what the fuck I've been getting lately ever since Frightmare was just like, hey, send me your links, and we'll put them on the page. I got these fucking people from, like, other... Hey, I saw you were doing Frightmare. You'd be perfect for our show. Just the fuck up. That's like, I'm not even gonna respond now. Not even gonna respond. But, yeah, fucking shout out to the Houston Horrific... No, the Houston Horror Film Festival. Good job, blokes. You proved me wrong. And you made Joe cry. So for that, you get a bonus point from me. At number four, I have 
The Walking Dead, the comic, not the show. So I started reading this comic about a year before the show came out. I started picking up those collected volumes. And it was a comic that did get a lot of heat, you know, got a lot of uh, a fanfare. People were behind it. Wizard wasn't around at the time, so it wasn't on Wizard's top 10 or whatever, hot 10. Uh, but it's just a comic, again, like Robert McBammon's books that, eh, you know, it's a zombie comic. Big deal. There's been a shitload of them. I used to read Dead World. You know, what else can they do? Uh, but when I finally did pick it up, it was like, oh, shit, Charlie Adler does the art. And he's good. He's a guy that's been in the business for a long time but never really hit it big. So it was good to see him have this kind of success. Uh, even more now, I'm sure he's fucking got quite a bit of money rolling into him. But but the comic is really, really good. Um, I think I read like the first five of those big hardbacks that they have, and it was consistent all the way through. Bad shit happened. Uh, I tried watching the show because of that, because, you know, the, the comic was so good. And the first episode of the show was good, but the rest of it was shit. And they watered down a lot of the stuff that made the comic so good. So I gave up on it after a season. Um, but yeah, the comic surprised me, you know. And also it had that image mark on it. So that was another reason I didn't really want to pick it up. Because most of the image shit to me had just been mediocre. But uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised by this comic, Tom. Did they ever say it was aliens or no? Maybe I never got that far. Like I said, they're, they're on like issue two hundred or something right now. But no, you know, they're done. Five? Are they done? Okay. Yeah, they ended that a couple years ago. But it's mm -hmm. like out of the blue. It's like aha, I got him last issue, bitch. Like oh shit. Yeah, I can never get into that. And fucking never cared for the show. Yeah, well, horror is not really your thing. Nah. <laughs> Uh, what do I have? My number four, this is a more, an even more recent one, Joe, that happened to take place at one of the Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up markets. And that was those tacos from the food truck. They were <laughs> fucking surprisingly good, Joe. I was fucking very adamant about never eating off a food truck because it's a goddamn fucking truck. Why the fuck would I eat from there? But you know, it's getting that time, and we had to eat something. I did, and those were some fucking awesome tacos, Joe. Surprisingly fucking awesome. And that is a boombox taco truck or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but hopefully they're there at their next pop up. Hopefully. At number three, I have Star Wars video games. Not a fan of Star Wars. But damn, do they make some fun video games. I used to play uh, Dark Forces on the PC, and that was one of the best uh, first-person shooters that I'd played at that point. Uh, also, there was a Rogue Squadron, where you're just flying their, their fucking things. First-person, what do you call that? I don't know, simulator or whatever. That game was cool. They had some side-scrollers for Super Nintendo uh, and, you know, for not liking the fucking movies, goddamn, this game is fun. Star Wars video games. <laughs> what about Masters of Terror Kasai? I don't know what that is. 
That was their fantastic fighting game. Oh. I don't really like fighting games to begin with. Unless a there's piece of shit. Unless there's like play characters, then you know, I'll give it a shot. Mm. Joe, my number three is the movie Paddington. You know, you'd think it would just be this fucking, you know, kids movie. I'll go see this is goof. Holy shit, what a well-made, fucking excellent movie. I know I've been hyping this shit up for years. And if anybody's been listening to my bullshit for years and they go and see it now, probably not going to live up to all the hype because, you know, you've just been hearing me hype it up for so fucking long. But, god damn, was this... I thought, oh, you know, it's just going to be a movie pass thing. Excelente. That means excellent in Spanish, Joe. Would recommend. At number two, I have Rick and Morty. This is a cartoon that, you know, I thought, that's eh, some hipster bullshit. And Cartoon Network hadn't done anything worth a fuck in, like, decades. Why would I want to watch this? But I did. I did watch. I don't remember why I watched it, but holy shit, this is funny. Holy shit, this is well written. Man, this fucking, they got a lot going on in this one episode. They're fucking making fun of so much shit, and they have like a whole cohesive story going on here. It's badass, and it has remained so. For, I've only watched five seasons. I think there's six seasons out. Uh, as soon as the other season hits HBO, I'll watch that. Uh, fucking great. Great. Well, Joe, the number two thing that I'm surprised by is that we're still doing this show. <laughs> How the fuck? It's like eight years. Ridiculous. Eight years, seven listeners, still going strong. Fuck. Well, we want to thank the seven, the illustrious seven, for keeping us on. Uh, we do it all for you. I, I mm. have no fucking idea why we do it. Uh, but at number one, Tom, I have Weird Al in concert. Uh, my daughter said, hey, I want to go see this Weird Al concert. She was pretty young at the time. I was like, what? Um, he didn't die of AIDS? I was like, well, I mean, because, you know, I like some of his stuff, you know, but but Weird Al, it's like, that's going to be, I don't know, not too cool. But it's, you know, my daughter. I love my daughter. It was in San Antonio, not too far from Corpus, where I lived at the time. I was, okay, got us tickets. We went, we get there, there's a bunch of dudes walking around in Hawaiian shirts, and I'm like, fuck, this is going to be horrible. But it wasn't. It was surprisingly fucking awesome. He is a performer. His band is good. He did costume changes. He walked around the crowd. He got everybody pumped up. I was fucking enjoying myself. It was... Uh, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And uh, I got to thank my daughter for requesting this. Uh, yeah. Weird Al in concert. If you get an opportunity, especially at a smaller venue, I would highly, highly recommend it. 
touching, Joe. My number one is not as touching or sentimental as that. It's uh, being able to adapt to change. It's surprising what you're able to do and overcome, uh, granted, your situations in life. I remember, oh, how old was I? 12, 13-ish, somewhere around there. You know, it was all up and decided that my parents were getting divorced. We lived in Chicago land, and I was going to Texas with my mom away from all my family and friends. And I'm still here now, and you know, you get used to where you are, and you just adapt to that change. And then years later, Lori and I were still together, and I went off to college, and Pittsburgh, it was rough, but you know, you go and you adapt to that change and just things in your life, terrible things happen. You're just surprised how you're able to adapt to things. The human nature and condition is stronger than you think that it is, Joe. So I don't know if that's a good surprise, but that is a surprising thing. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. When you're dead. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. When you're dead, because you see the light. <laughs> so, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's it. Man, if we're still doing this uh, show, when I can freely talk about the Tom Martino story, it's going to, spoiler alert, it's a sad one. <laughs> So, Joe, what are we uh, what are we doing next week? I guess next week we'll do number fives. Our favorite number fives. All right. That works. All right, everybody. For the love of fuck, head on over to DWNProductions.net. Peruse the wares, like I said. Maybe you want something made. Maybe you got a mask you want fucking repaired or painted. Or something, I don't know. Maybe you just want to fucking throw me money. D-W-N-P-R-O-D-O-L-C at gmail.com. If you just like to send me some money. Thank you. Then go to fastcustomshirts.com. Peruse all the shirts. You'll find something you like. Order it, and then uh, you'll get a shirt, and I'll get a little bit of money, and we'll both be happy. Mm. And everybody, I hope you just have a great week. I hope your tomorrow is better than your yesterday. And hey, boy, God. Oh, I'm gonna hold. Who needs home?